is Joanne Wilson. I'm here with my husband, Chuck Wilson, and Father Stash Daly is uh, on the way. So we are so happy to be with you this morning for our Sacred Heart Hour. Here we are in the month of May, Chuck. I know. Mary's month. Mary's month. And let's open in prayer. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And this comes from the Family Covenant Prayer with the Sacred Heart of Jesus that's in our manuals for those that enthrone their homes. And it's a great way to really pray as a family on special occasions. And today, no better than special occasion than the month of May, Mary's month. And I know Father Stosh, we're going to be, he's going to be talking about uh, Fatima and a hundred years. So let's pray. O sacred heart of Jesus, who made known to St. Margaret Mary your great desire to reign over Christian families. We are gathered here today to proclaim your complete dominion over our family. From now on, we promise to lead a Christ-like life. We will strive to develop in our homes all the virtues which bring with them the peace that you promise. And we will not compromise with the spirit of secularism, which you have so strongly denounced. In your name, Jesus, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Go ahead, Joanne. Lead off with the Pope's prayer intention for the month. The Holy Father's intention for this month is for that Christians in Africa, in imitation of the merciful Jesus, may give prophetic witness to reconciliation, justice, and peace. And welcome to Father Star Staley. Okay. Taking his coat off. So um, we got the opening prayer. We've talked a little bit about the Pope's prayer intention. And again, today we're fortunate to have Linda Daly answering the phones. Thank for you, us. Linda. Thank you. And um, uh, Linda has had her home and thrown. She works here at St. Gabriel, volunteers here at St. Gabriel Radio. And so if you call in, call in with any questions you might have, or if you've been thinking about having the home and thrown. Great time to call in. And again, why don't you give the number, Joanne? Do you have it there? Sure. The number is 614-459-4820. Yep. And give Linda a call and can sign up today for enthronement. You can come in with any uh, questions you might have. And certainly Father will try to answer those questions. And at this point... um, and also, Chuck, if for some reason they're driving, they're not able to call during this time, they can call the radio station after or later, whenever, and give them uh, their name, and they'll pass it on to us. I would agree. Well, Father, good morning. How was um, yes, Father. I made it. I made the sales <laughs> mass this morning? We were praying beautiful. for the angels to make all the lights green. Well, they made them green, but they also got wet. <laughs> It's kind of crazy out there on those roads uh, getting from St. Francis de Sales High School to here at the studio. Um, But, you know, it's beautiful because today not being it's also First Friday, but the readings for today's Holy Mass uh, take us through the conversion experience of Saul and Paul. But then we also have the beautiful continuation of the Bread of Life discourse. And so just having that opportunity to be with the students from the various teams and uh, you know, clubs at DeSales as we entered into First Friday Mass and opened up with their all-day adoration and just being able to invite them to consider the power of the words from their sponsorial psalm, which is go out into mm. the world and share the good yeah, news. Beautiful. You know, and it's one of those things that each one of us has to consider. It's like, well, we hear that so often, go out and share the good news, but what is the good news? Mm. And because, you know, I asked and then everyone is mesmerized by their shoelaces and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer this question. <laughs> it's like, come on, we have to, we have to express that which we know to be the good news, and just bringing that attention back to the Lord and um, highlighting, you know, Paul, uh, in that experience of his conversion, he met the Lord Jesus. And this was an individual who was very well-versed in faith. He knew the law. He knew the details of how to remain faithful, and yet he was persecuting the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when the Lord meets and encounters and knocks off the horse and renders blind, uh, Saul It's all to bring about this greater glory, which is the salvation of Saul's soul. And he becomes Paul. And uh, just having that kind of conviction, you know, and that's 
we have so much to be grateful for, but St. Gabriel Radio allows us to make public and to make loud and clear that conviction that we each need to have in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, Father, I also want to put a plug in for the 6.30 a.m. Mass at St. Andrews. Mm, uh, yeah. Chuck and I, you know, especially on First Friday, right. uh, coming here, that is our go-to and other times as well. But it's very crowded, but it's a great opportunity for people who are working that, you know, yes, you can get to Mass, <laughs> and there are many other people there as yeah. well. And speaking as a priest, I can I can testify that by nature I'm not a morning person. Yeah. Now the Lord knows that, so it's he's given human nature. He's given me that grace to you know wake me up at four forty five every morning. And but I remember when I was at St. Michael's, we had an early morning mass, and St. Patrick's downtown has an early mm-hmm. mass. The cathedral has one. Yeah, you know those early morning masses. There's something so beautiful about them because the world has yet to really fully wake up. People are moving, but it has fully to wake up. And there is that. I was always deeply edified as a priest to see all of these people want to go to mass before they go to work. Yeah, I mean to go to work. That's a long day. And but they know that they need the strength from the Lord, the readings to just begin their day with mass makes such a difference. And on first Friday of all days, I mean, you're right. Some of the morning masses and midday masses and some parishes are adding evening masses. Now, it's really incredible to see the increase in attendance. We're spoiled with the opportunity yeah. in Columbus. Well, the we Lord really loves. are. <laughs> he he, loves. Yeah, we need he it. Loves. And we are spoiled. <laughs> and this is the Sacred Heart Hour here with Father Stosh Daly and Joanne and Chuck Wilson and. Again, if you have any questions or if you're right now ready to sign up for an enthronement, and let's go, we'll go over a little bit what that encounters. And then I know Father's going to get into Fatima, which we're really excited for this month and Mary's month. But call in to 614-459-4820, And, you know, as, as we begin this hour and uh, Father, it's just a joyous time to really think about um, the Sacred Heart mm-hmm. and why should people enthrone it? What is it about and how do you go about it? So maybe just help us yeah, with that absolutely. a little bit. Well, you know, something that's interesting is here we are the first Friday of May. We started this show first Friday in Advent, I believe. Is that right? December? Yep. November? Yeah, December. Yep. And something that I hear from people as they we go about is... Uh, why? How are the three of you able to make the Sacred Heart relate to everything? It's like, well, it's our Lord Jesus, so he does relate to everything. Everything is through him. Um, and so it's like every month we have a First Friday. We, we have to. That's our beautiful obligation on this show is to draw the connections between our Lord Jesus Christ's Sacred Heart and everyday life. Absolutely. Everyday life. And so this month we're entering to May, and it's a perfect time for us to mm-hmm. consider on this First Friday mm-hmm. as we enter into the month of May, um, first of all, why, how, and for what reason do we bring in the Lord's Sacred Heart into the home? But what is, uh, as we receive so many questions about the task of the enthronement and the unfolding nature of it, they say, well, why is the Immaculate Heart there? Why mm. is the statue of Our Lady of Fatima there? And it's because she prepares the way for the Sacred Heart into the soul, into the heart, into the home, the household of the Christian, whether the individual, the couple, the family, the household, the school, business. So we bring the Sacred Heart into our homes to have that intimacy with God. Uh, And once again, going back to the gospel for today's Mass on this first Friday, we enter into the Bread of Life discourse, and Jesus says quite clearly, in order to have life within you, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. So he wants to have that one-on-one relationship with us. You know, he wants to have that intimacy with every single one of his disciples. But that intimacy is uh, most beautifully climaxed in the reality of how we receive him in the Mass, in the Eucharist. But we're not called to leave him in the church. We're called to find him and make him known in our homes. And so the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the reality of his love, the reality of his heart that is made present and able to be received in Holy Communion, is a reality that's supposed to be in the home. And he gives us this image of his heart, the heart that is exposed for veneration just like his heart in Holy Communion is exposed for adoration. We adore in the church, we venerate in the home, the image that our Lord gives to us of his heart, and we're reminded of that love he has for us, the flames of charity. And we're called to remember that the the Lord loves us for who we are, where we are, and he wants us to open our homes and our hearts to him so that then he can start basically just pouring out, dumping out these graces on us so that we can start to become who we need to become, 
which is ever more deeply uh, rooted in him. One you know, down. Father, I don't think we can hear this uh, too many times. <laughs> it's really, it, you know, it's been years since Chuck and I enthroned our home, and we are in the process of downsizing and moving, and we will do a former, a formal uh, re-enthronement or right. renewal. But, um, but as you say, how can you see the Sacred Heart, people ask? And everything, it's it's as you enter deeper. Exactly. And yeah. as you, you know, explain this again, it's it renews it, but it also deepens it. And um, I think that's why uh, our Lord's gentle with us. We oh, couldn't take it patient. all in. We're, <laughs> he's very little, patient with us. Little souls like eyes. me. <laughs> and, uh, but... Um, Really well, his, his, really, his love overwhelms us because of the patient step-by-step factor. And it's the process of conversion in each one of us. If we look back over our lives, we can each be completely just overwhelmed by his patience with us and his mercy towards us. And then that's meant to inspire us to be patient and merciful towards others, yeah, especially yeah. in our own homes. Um, and, you know, and like you mentioned, in your family's, in your household, you're preparing to downsize. What better opportunity is there to say, okay, let's circle the wagons and make sure that wherever we go and whatever we take with us, the Lord is still at the center of all of who we are. You know, and I think, Father, as we talked about Saul being knocked off his horse and the beauty of the love for Christ and the mercy to show that wherever we are in our journey, he's ready, open arms to receive us. And he wants us not literally to be knocked off of our horse but literally to change our hearts. And that's what the Sacred Heart's about. And I thought when you brought up Psalm 117 this morning, go out to all the world and tell the good news. I was thinking it starts at the home, Father. It has to. You can't give what you don't have, and you can't offer what you don't possess. And so if if we understand the mission Jesus gives to each one of us, which is the same mission he gives to Saul, um, and you're right, Chuck, the Lord doesn't always literally knock us off of a horse but sometimes he plays dirty ball and he will push us down (laughs) and we have to understand that the lord is trying to shake us up sometimes and because he wants us to realize just like in saint john's gospel there's that beautiful mission of this is truly life or death jesus wants us to be alive and to be living forever and in order to have that life forever he wants us to have his heart beating within him i think it would probably be a good time also to dispel some of the you know misconceptions people might have about the enthronement and what's the process and how really easy it is as yeah. far as open your door. It's <laughs> exactly. almost what it amounts right. You to. open your door, you answer the phone, yeah. you make the phone call. There's a booklet that's given to you. It's step-by-step instructions. The prayers are all printed out. We don't just give the first two words of a prayer. We lay it all out there. Yes, because even the we rosary, know, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we bring rosary. All three of us are very familiar with how easy it is to forget something we've known our whole life. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm losing my hair. I don't want to lose my memory. So, you know. We're talking but, brain cells. <laughs> so it's like, but we, all, we need to have everything written there before us, you know, have everything laid out. And that way, there's no excuses. Each one of us knows what it's like. We go to the grocery store to get three things, and it's like... Why did I get cat food? I don't even have a cat. I need milk. You know, it's like, I'm going crazy here. Well, we know that. So when you sign up for the enthronement, we make it all right there in front of you. Easy to read. And easy to follow. And it's not about your house. No, not don't, at all. You don't have to even pick up. Exactly. Just, we just like a hard chair. I like hard chairs. <laughs> well, and I think also it's one hour. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And when you think about it, one hour for the preparation phase and the next Seven days, uh, you'll be preparing, saying a rosary, which is all in the book and just the litany of the Sacred Heart. And then we come back seven days later and we witness, and we're called missionaries of the Sacred Heart. We come out in teams, but we witness your enthronement. Chuck, and it's all forgot. in the book. Yeah. You forgot something very important the DVD? That DVD, <laughs> Father Stosh is with well, you. Yes, what a beautiful Every thing. Every step yeah, of the way. Yeah. There to haunt you. Um, but I think, you know, that the DVD is actually, it, as much as I wish we had a different face on there, but I think it is important to say that a lot of times what we hear from people when they're interested in Thurma is they say, Father, I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm inadequate in my catechesis. And it's like, you know, don't worry. This is the perfect opportunity to start that because we have this, DVD and on the DVD there's one episode for every night of the whole week long process and every night there's a different clip that explains something about our faith 
And Father, the other blessing is that they can watch it together as a family or a couple. And you get to keep it. Yes, you get to keep it. But sometimes, you know, I'll read something and I'm so excited. I want to share it with Chuck. I might not relay it even clearly or accurately. He doesn't have time to read it himself. But if you're sitting down and if you're, you know, this is coming in at the same time, great opportunity for extended uh, sharing and and then, as you say, we leave it with you. So yeah. people have said, "Boy, that's a, you know, that's exciting information." But I'm not sure I, you know, got it. All. We'll watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also think what we're really, again. what we're really talking about is in 1675 when Jesus appeared to Saint Margaret Mary and gave her what we know today the twelve promises of our Lord. And I know, Father, when we read number nine. I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honor. This is not from Father Stosh. This no is way. not yeah. this is not from Joanne and I. This is not just in Columbus. This is from our Lord all over the world telling families that you need to venerate, you need to honor my image in your home. And I will give peace. And number two, I will give peace, therefore, to the family. Exactly. And Father has done a great job of pointing out, don't hang it in a place that's like a perfect decorated spot that you never go to. (laughs) You know, the room that we're all allowed to look at, but not enter. Exactly. We don't have one of those, but I understand that they are out there. The plastic covered couch, you know, it's like no coffee. (laughs) My grandfather did have a plastic covered couch. (laughs) But I think, you know, it's something that's powerful is the Lord had each one of us by name in his mind when he hung on the cross. And the Lord wants to be in every single one of our homes. And, you know, it breaks my heart and even more so, I'm sure, and more drastically painful to the Lord when you hear people say, well, I just, I don't feel that I'm ready for that. I don't yeah. feel that I'm worthy for it. I don't think I know enough. And it's like, what are, what are you talking about? I mean, the yeah. Lord, the Lord holds you by name in his heart. And he wants his heart to then be in your home. He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. He wants to be there with you and among you. And it doesn't matter if you live by yourself. How it do- consoling. It doesn't matter if it's an empty nest. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you've got little ones from babies to teenagers. I mean, it doesn't mean if you're living in a nursing home or a retirement facility or an apartment or a house or a condo. It matters not where you live or how you live. The Lord wants to be there. And Sacred Heart Columbus is charged with that beautiful mission of announcing the good news that the Lord loves, that the Father has given his Son. You know, that's something we highlight in that DVD series is the the Father gives his Son. He doesn't offer. He gives his Son to us. Um, His Son offers his peace to us. Mm. The Son is given, but peace is offered. So we have to accept the Son, but it's also up to us to accept the peace he offers. And, you know, bringing our Lord into the home is the best way to make sure that peace is brought into the home. And this world and our country is in desperate need of peace. And we need peace. And in order to have that peace in our lives and our soul and our home and our country, we need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need his sacred heart and we need it now. Well, and I know I know my call out this morning and Joanne can maybe make the call out to the women. My call out is to men that we need to make this a priority. We need to enthrone Sacred Heart of Jesus, our Lord, in our families, in our homes today because of the world, because of the secularism, because of the relativism, because of the confusion. Men, we need to step up and call in today, 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. This is not just about... Um, having your wife call in, which is important, but it's about getting us men now to be the spiritual leaders we need to be. And Joanne, your thoughts with the women? Well, my thought is that uh, the woman is often the heart of the home. And I love this sentence, make your home another Bethany, where our Lord is welcome and refreshed. And you know, we spend a lot of time as women uh, thinking about colors. That's what we're doing now, picking paint colors for our new home. And, you know, we're that's our kind of our creative nature and not to stereotype male and female. But, you know, when we're going to make our home 
special and loving and comfortable. It really needs to be another Bethany. It does. And that sentence has resonated with me, Father, of saying, is my home another a place where our Lord would feel welcome and comfortable? What better way is we have pictures of our loved ones around. And that's the first thing in our entry, our extended, you know, whole family. Why not have a picture of our Lord and, and our mother Mary? Right. And to say, uh, you know, they live here, too. They're welcome here. And I think, you know, you're speaking. Both of you spoke so powerfully and beautifully to the men and the women. And St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, Edith Stein, she made this comment. She said, maternity is not dependent upon biological motherhood. Ah. Every woman is called to have maternity. Mm -hmm. And every man is called to have paternity. Mm -hmm. It's a part of who we are. And to the men out there, you know, Chuck is exactly right. He hit the nail on the head. Men need to start owning up to the fact that we are weak. And this mm-hmm. world is a very hard world to live in. And we need to bring the sacred heart of Jesus Christ. We need the God-man, Jesus Christ, in our homes and our families. But to the guys out there, you know, all of the guys, all of the men, you need Jesus Christ in your heart. Because the onslaught, the warfare of just bad thoughts, bad words, impure images, it's all out there. We need the Lord in the heart and the soul of every man. And to all of the women out there, you know, you have an incredible capacity for maternity, whether it's for your own little children, your adult children, or for the people that the Lord places into your care. That incredible capacity for maternity is a gift given by God. And to make sure that that maternity is life-giving means that you're allowing the Lord to move and act through you. And so, like you beautifully said, you know, when we enter into the homes, we see things differently. That's the mm-hmm. gift of the man versus the woman. And why we are ashamed of those differences in gifts, I'm not sure. You we know? celebrate them. <laughs> Embrace them. <laughs> and, but the difference in perspective is something that enriches the whole human family. But yeah. in order for it to be life-giving, we need the Lord there. We need his love, his presence, that comfort and consolation. But there's also that beautiful, I like to call it like that holy burden. It's the holy burden for us to be able to not only ask him to bless us, but as you referenced, mm. for us to welcome him and to console him, to make sure our home is another Bethany. This world is a rough place, not just for us men and women, it's a rough place for the Lord. People don't know him. People who do know of him don't believe in him. And so this is an opportunity for us to console him, to make those little acts of reparation, to welcome him into our home and say, in this home, you are the king, you are the brother, you are the friend. In this home, you are the master. And we admit you as such, and we honor you as such. And we're not ashamed of that. And you know, I was just, a friend had just relayed to me recently a situation where uh, her son was cohabitating mm. and wanted to bring, you know, the girl home and stay in the house. And she said, this home has been enthroned to the sacred heart. Yeah, This is, this is now, you know, we are in a special way and under obedience to our Lord. And she's, and, and he got it. Yeah. He, you know, before it was like, well, this is what I think, Yeah, but it was like, this is now, more and more a holy home yeah and so it really you know you never know it's like we used to have rules of the family that were just rules of the family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that's just that's just how they were every house has them yes. some homes just have a few others have many <laughs> every home has rules of the family <laughs> but but you know it is so helpful it is yeah. when you're you and your for your own self the, a television program yeah. would our lord really want this yeah. coming in you know my eyes my ears so it's really like a uh, a shield almost it can be well I you think. said it i mean you know, you have someone wanting to come into your home and yeah. do something that goes against our love. Yeah. And you have to say, listen, this is no longer my house. This yeah. is the Lord's house. Uh, you know, yesterday, mm-hmm. there's a fellow in my neighborhood around Holy Family. He's just really in a bad way. He's a, a good man, but just down on his luck trying to help his loved ones and whatnot. So he needed um, the weather, of course, is being cool, balmy, wet, yeah. and everything else. So I said, why don't you come in, just get cleaned up and whatnot. And as soon as I brought him inside the rectory, it's like, okay, now, just being straight up honest, if you harm me, the Lord will be very upset. <laughs> and he looks oh, at me, he's Father like, well, I, I can't, um, I don't think I can do anything bad here. He's like, how could I? He's like, you know me, I'm not going to do anything bad. It's like, well, I just need to let you know, this uh-huh. is not my house. Yeah. And I said, and it's not the bishop's house. It's not the diocese's house. It's not Holy Family's house. I said, this is the Lord's house. And I said, and this is his territory. This is his turf. 
I'm in wow, sales. That he's was management. Beautiful. <laughs> so, that, you know, you could yeah. see almost. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like mm. you could see that it registered. Yeah. And he realized yeah, I've got to be on my best behavior here. And it's like, well, you have to be on your best behavior everywhere. But this is not our turf. This is God's turf. But the, isn't that part of what today's masks go out to all the world? Exactly. I mean, you're really yeah. giving him. You're proclaiming Christ. You're proclaiming in the little ways. Yeah. You know. And actually, I think that's what Pope Francis is trying to drive all of us to do is mm-hmm. live that responsible summit. It's like, go out to the peripheries. Go out to the people that you actually pass every day. Go to those people and I'm let them know I'm not letting people in my love. house I don't know. <laughs> you know, I know, Father, we're going to go ahead and close this first segment down. And we're going to be opening on the second segment. And really, it's going to be really a focus, I know, on Fatima. And I can't yeah. wait to really hear a lot more about Fatima. I know it's the 100th year. I know what we're going to talk about what St. Gabriel's doing on their website. He brings us back. Yeah, so, Thank you, Jack. So if, yeah, well, this is uh, an <laughs> engineer, engineer, an engineer talking to a couple of <laughs> sales, a couple of sales people here. Joanne and I are always roaming around. Yeah, yeah. We're good roaming Catholics. Yeah. That's right. So Father's going to close us in prayer and then we'll come back to you with a lot more information on Fatima. So for those of you who have joined us in this segment, please join us in just bringing to a close this prayer. Um, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you will rule over our minds through our deep and living faith in you. You will be king of our hearts by our generous love for you, and we will cultivate this love by the frequent reception of you in Holy Communion. Divine Heart of Jesus, preside over our family gatherings. Bless all our family undertakings, both spiritual and temporal. Sanctify our joys and comfort us in our sorrows. And if any members of our family or our friends should have the misfortune to offend you seriously, remind them, O Sacred Heart of Jesus, of your infinite love and mercy for the penitent sinner. Amen. 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 A prayer for the success of the Bishop's Annual Appeal. Dear Lord, help your church to be an instrument of grace in people's lives, a place of mercy and hope where all are embraced, loved, forgiven, and strengthened in living the gospel in faith, hope, and charity. Open our hearts to recognize the spiritual and material needs of our brothers and sisters. May each of us extend a generous support to the Bishop's Annual Appeal. Amen. John Gerlock and Company, CPAs, serving tax, accounting, and audit needs for businesses and individuals since 1945. Online at johngerlock.com. That's Gerlach, G-E-R-L-A-C-H. Has your child performed service hours this year? If so, Face Forward wants to reward them with $500 cash. Face Forward is giving away two service awards to students in 8th through 12th grade living in the Columbus Diocese. Public, private, or homeschooled students are all encouraged to apply by May 19th at faceforward.com. Visit faceforward.com for more details. That's faceforward.com. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Ficicelli, host of Answering the Call. Did you know that May 13th is the 100th anniversary of the apparitions of Fatima? Join me on that important day at St. Peter and Paul Retreat Center in Newark for a special event to celebrate our Blessed Mother and all the mothers in your life. I'll be presenting Spiritual Warfare in the Age of Mary. That's May 13th at St. Peter and Paul Retreat Center in Newark. For more information, contact stpeteranpaulretreatcenter.com. Capital Waste and Recycling Services. Environmentally friendly waste management for business and industry. Online at CapitalWaste.com. That's capital with an O hyphen waste.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. As we prepare to enter into this new segment of this Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday, I invite you to please join me in prayer as we just offer up our minds and our thoughts, all of the intentions we carry within our souls for those for whom we have promised to pray in times past. And let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son Son and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, the ineffable power which your divine Son has given you over his adorable heart. Full of confidence in your merits, we now implore your protection. O heavenly treasure of the heart of Jesus, of that heart which is the inexhaustible source of all graces, 
in which you do open when it pleases you, in order to distribute among men all the treasures of love and mercy of light and salvation which it contains, grant us, we beseech you, the favors we have placed into your care. No, we cannot meet with a refusal, and since you are our mother, our Lady of the Sacred Heart, favorably hear and grant our prayers. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That previously unplanned prayer was brought about as a result of the demons knocking over our cups of tea here <laughs> yeah. in the studio yeah. <laughs> and destroying my book with all my planned prayers. That's when we <laughs> so. know it's a good thing that the enemy's not happy. So. And again, we have Linda Daly on no. the phones this morning answering any of your, or calling in to take any of your questions and to certainly Thank call you, in Linda. Uh, for uh, your interest in getting your house and throne. And again, the number here is 614-459-4820. It's a Sacred Heart Hour with Father Stosh Daly, Joanne and Chuck Wilson. And we're excited, Father, to hear a little bit more about Fatima. We talked the first half hour on the beauty of the enthronement. And one thing I'd like to say for those that are out there, you know, not that numbers count, but it tells a little bit about after six years, the movement that God has created here in Columbus with the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, with Father Stosh Daly as our spiritual director, going in the homes. And, Father, we've been in over a 1,000 homes now. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. And yep. the gift, and everyone where we have ha- had the presence to enthrone, nobody has ever said, I wish I didn't do it. Not as of yet. No. Nope. Not as yet. <laughs> and I don't see it coming down the pipeline. No, they no. are so thankful because they have now accepted Jesus and all the graces yeah. into their homes through this enthronement. And then we see how the Lord wants to work with their family. Yeah. But why don't you share a little bit about Fatima and 100 years and what this means in relationship to the Sacred Heart. Sure. And I, think I want to be very clear for all of those who are listening right now, or those who may hear this, um, you know, online, um, this year is the 100th anniversary of Our Lady appearing in the small village of Fatima, Portugal. And it's not something we should allow just to pass by us. This is something that each one of us needs to take full stock of and to live. For Some parishes are really embracing it and they're going all out. Other parishes maybe aren't even mentioning it by at, at all. If you're in a parish where they're not mentioning it at all, then give thanks and praise that you've got St. Gabriel Radio bringing this message to you. Mm-hmm. Our Lady appeared 100 years ago from May to October in 1917 in Fatima, Portugal. I myself have been very blessed and privileged to be there on pilgrimage several different times. And I can tell you, just from firsthand experience, Fatima is, in and of itself, nothing big, nothing special, nothing particularly beautiful. It's it's dry, very brown, very arid. Uh, When it gets hot, it gets hot there. And so to imagine the incredible poverty of this region that isn't particularly known for being very productive in any fruit or uh, produce, Our Lady appeared there to three little children who we have come to know um, as a result of the spreading of the Fatima message. And uh, these three little shepherd children were each in and of themselves um, beautiful souls. Now, when they first met Our Lady, they were beautiful souls who were ornery. (laughs) I mean, their their idea of praying the rosary was just saying the first two words of every Mm -hmm. prayer and moving from bead to bead. But Our Lady encountered those three Mm -hmm. little children there, um, Lucia, Jacinta, and and Francisco, you know, and shared with those three children a powerful message of love, the love that God has for humanity, but also his desire for peace, Mm -hmm. Um, this desire for people to return to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, she even highlights in her messages the desire of her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, for us to finally take full stock of and acknowledge and have respect for and love her own immaculate heart, mm. which is, you know, from the Fatima uh, experience, we gain this devotion of the five first Saturdays. But we also have this renewed direction given to us by the Mother of God to look towards the Lord and to acknowledge his sacred heart. What I find personally interesting is when Our Lady appeared in Fatima in 1917, at that Mm -hmm. time, the Sacred Heart was still in the majority of all Christian homes. You know, all Ah, Catholic households in every country, regardless of the language, the Sacred Heart was everywhere. So just because the Lord is hanging up on the wall in a home does not necessarily mean people are paying attention to him. 
So Our Lady is speaking to humanity in an age when nearly every Catholic household had the Sacred Heart in that home in some way, shape, or form. But she's still calling them to acknowledge, do not just have his presence there, but actually depend upon his presence. Direct your attention to his presence. You know, realize the great gift that has been given to you in the sacraments, especially the sacrament of confession, reconciliation. Return mm-hmm. to the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, this is just a summary of the message that Our Lady gives in Fatima. Here we are a hundred years later. A hundred years later, and people over these hundred years have become drawn uh, to Fatima because of the beauty of the image of Our Lady as she appeared there. The, you know, the beautiful, radiant countenance of the young virgin who's clothed in white and gold. She who calls herself Our Lady of the Rosary. She who appears hovering over the bush, but not just hovering, she actually stands on it because the people who could not see her could see the leaves bend under the weight of someone standing oh. on the bush. Oh, wow. Never so incredible that. was the devotion of the people yeah. there that they plucked that poor bush to death. Yeah. The bush is no longer there. The yeah. tree's gone. Um, but Our Lady appeared there. So people are drawn to the Fatima message because of the beauty of the image of her that she left behind through the memory of the three seers, the three shepherd children. Some people are drawn to the message of Fatima because of the words that she spoke. Some are drawn because of the holiness of the three shepherd children. What about the miracle? Some are drawn by the miracle, especially the miracle of the sun, Mm -hmm. the dancing sun. Uh, I think that miracle of the dancing sun is the one that uh, captivated the attention of the doubters, Mm -hmm. you know, those who are there in that uh, harsh rainstorm, and then they see the sun um, basically bounce up and down as if it was falling to earth and then bouncing back and also twirling and spinning. Uh, But then others are drawn... You know, just by the humility of the fact that she appeared in a place that was not necessarily a highly sought-after destination. You know, if you go to Portugal, you're thinking, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go to Lisboa, Lisbon. I'm going to go see the beautiful history, the architecture. You don't say, I'm going to go to the middle of nowhere where it's going to be hot. I'm going to get sunburnt. That's where Our Lady went. (laughs) (laughs) That's where Our Lady went. She went to the middle of nowhere, encountered these three children in the olive tree grove. And still this day, when you go to the Covina, the cove, mm-hmm. which is now the, the square, I mean, uh, Fatima is to me kind of like a huge version of Cary, Ohio. You go to Cary, the Basilica there, it's quiet, kind of secluded. It's right there on the main freeway, 23, but it's not a lot of people are there. It's, but you can feel the presence of Our Lady there and Our Lord. You go to Fatima, it's Cary times a thousand. You know, it's just Our Father, Lady's what there. about the secrets? People always talk about Yeah, and you know, the secrets are beautiful, but I was thinking about that as I was driving here, or I should say as I was stuck in traffic at red lights Mm -hmm. trying to get here. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, Lord, I'm not sure why people get so mesmerized by Mm -hmm. the three secrets. Are they beautiful? Are they powerful? Mm -hmm. Yes, but oftentimes people get distracted by them. And it's like, okay, you want to know a secret. Well, I thought a secret was supposed to be something that was supposed to be kept quiet. (laughs) It's like, why are we allowing the secrets to destroy our attachment with the Lord, our love for Our Lady, and for some even to destroy their relationship with the church? You know, when the third secret was revealed about a bishop clothed in white, you know, being beaten and shot, um, immediately people said that was John Paul II. In fact, Benedict XVI even said this has been fulfilled in our time. Uh, don't make more out of it than it is. Our Lady was telling us to look for things so that we could always come back to her son, you know? And, you know, one caution, then especially this year with Fatima, I have a dear cousin Mm. who uh, sent out an email to all the family to pray this novena during this time. Beautiful. But she went online for the source. Oh, yeah. So what I received uh, what is very confusing. It was an interpretation of the third secret mm-hmm. that was really out it, there, out there, yeah. out there. But, um, you know, not my sister called all upset actually last night saying, oh, thousands of people are going to be killed. And I said, well, where is the source? Mm. Well, yeah. the Internet. Well, you know, caution on, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think because we do have a special time yeah. that we have to be even more careful where the source is. And, you know, we get the National Catholic Register from, you know, EWTN sure. is yeah. the solid. Oh, yeah. But, very trustworthy. But very, even very trustworthy. some of these sources, they yeah. kind of lead you in. So yeah. just, a, you know. Caution. Well, and people come to me and say, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, yeah. What am I supposed to think of this? And it's like, you know what? Why don't you stick just stick close to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament? Yeah. 
take everything to him. And sure enough, you're going to find out that which was made up by man versus that which is offered by God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we do the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in the home, uh, the missionaries of the Sacred Heart show up and they bring you this beautiful image of our Lord's Sacred Heart and then a matching one of the Immaculate Heart. And then they bring this statue of Our Lady of Fatima. It's like, okay, the traveling pilgrim virgin statue of Fatima that enters into your home, not very tall, maybe just over two feet tall with a beautiful gold crown, the image of Our Lady of Fatima enters into the home to remind us we're living in the age of Fatima. You know, Our Lady appeared 100 years ago, and she came with this message, sent by the grace of the Father, you know, to announce her son to a world that had grown cold, that had become very violent. And Our Lady just brings this renewed message of, please return to my son. And we have an opportunity to consecrate to um, the Blessed Mother right. during that time Ourselves of enthronement. Homes, yeah. And we've never had anyone refuse, Chuck and I. Right. Everyone is really uh, happy yeah. for the opportunity to do that in a formal way. On the first day of the enthronement, we usually offer the individual, the family, the household, the opportunity to consecrate themselves to Our Lady. I have had people say, well, I, I'm not really sure. So they say, okay, I'm just going to give you eight days and you'll want it. Yeah. <laughs> and they always do. No, they, they do. And I was thinking, Father, as we designate today, First Friday, um, uh, for the Sacred Heart, and then First Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. And how they come together. The Lord's is always first. Correct. And then Mary follows. Yeah. But both of those are special days for us mm-hmm. to get to Mass. Yeah. And I know on First Saturday, they talk about getting to reconciliation, mm-hmm. receiving communion, rosary, and, f- and 15 minutes of meditation. Of meditation. Right, exactly. And, and I, was, I think, you know, that's a, that comes from a direct uh, lesson that she imparted to the three shepherd, shepherd children. When we pray the rosary, we pray the rosary. But along with praying the rosary, there should be that prep time and then that basically time to adjust afterwards. Hmm. And, you know, a lot of people will go into the rosary and not realize that you're entering into the chapters of our Lord's life. So you can break it up. See, I was thinking yeah, it had to be 15 minutes. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I think a lot of us learn to pray it that way, uh-huh. you know, and which is beautiful and it's powerful. It's not, there's nothing bad about it. But I think, you know, listening to Our Lady's message in hmm. Fatima, it's when you pray, live. Give yourself some uh-huh. time to actually think and meditate and allow the Lord to stir within you uh, through the Spirit, you know, a, a greater love for Him. And you know, keep in mind, when we pray the mysteries of the rosary, we are gazing upon our Lord from the perspective of His mother. Hmm. And, you know, uh, Paul VI, uh, Pope Paul VI, he said so beautifully that, you know, praying the rosary is entering into the school of Christ where Our hmm. Lady is the teacher. We enter into these different chapters of His life where she instructs us to see Him as she sees Him. And there, albeit there's a few chapters in that life, the mysteries of the rosary, where we celebrate like the um, the crowning of Our Lady as Queen of Heaven and Earth. And people say, well, isn't that just directly Marian? No, not at all. <laughs> because Mary can only be the queen if her son is the king. <laughs> uh, remember, they follow the Davidic principles of how a kingdom is supposed to operate. So she is queen because her son is king. Jesus is king. This is very helpful, Father. But Our Lady introduces us, you know, into mm-hmm. into this deeper union with her son, Jesus Christ. And you are so right. First Friday gives us the opportunity to fall down in love before the Lord, to admit his desire to love us and to um, give us the grace that is needed for conversion. And then on the next day, first Saturday, oftentimes it's the next day, um, we have the opportunity to see in Our Lady the perfect example of how to be a disciple of Jesus. And, and there is also the opportunity to receive our Lord in Holy Communion and offer it up in reparation for the offenses and Father, with her. The, maybe the little time we have left, uh, what about the canonizations coming up? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, And actually, I don't know if you heard the news yesterday. No, We got more I good didn't. news. Uh, Solanus Casey, our famous Capuchin friar of the Midwest up in Detroit, has been approved to be beatified by our really? Holy Father. So that's, uh, God willing, time you know, consuming. And he'll be, I, I believe this is fair to say, he's going to be the first native-born American male. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. So, you know... Elizabeth Ann Seton got the female title, <laughs> but uh, I believe she's the one that got it. Um, but yeah, Solanus Casey, the Capuchin porter of St. Bonaventure's Friar in Detroit, was approved. But we have the beautiful canonization coming up on May 13th in Fatima by Pope Francis himself of uh, Jacinta and Francisco. Now, Father, I read or heard, and you can verify that this is the 
only children saints in the church that were became saints not through martyrdom. That that's right. Is I, that I, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in our lifetime. Yeah, wow. a week from tomorrow. Right. And yeah. the other thing is, what were their ages? Ten and eleven. Oh, nine little ones. Nine, ten, eleven. But mm. what it. What has touched me is when we go into homes and we bring the rosaries, and at 9, 10, 11, and we'll carry this oh, on. That's right, yeah. They Children are a, capable. They're capable of praying a rosary. And becoming yep. a saint. And yep. becoming a saint. I know, Father, your book is a little wet, but it's still, <laughs> it still yeah. can work. Just like my soul. It's waterlogged, but it's still working. Yeah. You know? and, uh, so we'll close in prayer in this segment, and we'll come back just to uh, 10 more minutes uh, it's the Sacred Heart Hour. Call in 614-459-4820. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, when the hour of separation comes, when death brings its sorrow into our family, we will humbly accept your divine will. At the same time, we will console and comfort ourselves with the thought that the time will come when our whole family will be united lovingly with you in heaven forever. We ask the Immaculate Heart of Mary and our glorious protector, St. Joseph, to offer you our families, this consecration of ours. May the memory of this consecration be with us always. Amen. 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 The retirement communities of Wesley Ridge, Reynoldsburg, and Wesley Glen, just south of Worthington, provide a great array of senior adult living accommodations. Online at wesleyridge.com. Instead of trading in your old car, truck, or van, think about donating it to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. In fact, St. Gabriel Radio is a nonprofit that accepts all vehicle donations. Your gift helps to spread the Word of God to a multitude of listeners all over Ohio and may qualify you for a tax break. It's easy and hassle-free. Call 614-459-4820 or visit us online at stgabrielradio.com. Listen to Bishop Frederick F. Campbell's reflection today on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio at noon. In this series, Bishop Campbell covers life in the Church, spiritual growth, our responsibility as Christians, our individual vocation to holiness. The audio files for Bishop Campbell's reflections are also available online at stgabrielradio.com. A proud supporter of AM820, The Joseph Group, providing families, businesses, and not-for-profits with portfolio management and investment advice since 1999. On the web at josephgroup.com. You are invited to join Greater Columbus Right to Life on Monday, June 12th for an evening with Lila Rose. Lila is one of the most daring voices in the modern pro-life movement. Her use of investigative journalism has exposed the greatest scandals of the abortion industry. Lying about mammograms, ignoring babies born alive after an abortion, hiding child sex abuse, and more. Attendance is complimentary with a free will donation following dinner. Register online at gcrtl.org slash banquet or by calling 614-445-8508. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Joining me in the studio here at St. Gabriel is Chuck and Joanne Wilson. This is Father Stosh Daly. We are uh, just bringing to a close this hour where we focus on the Lord's Sacred Heart on the first Friday of the month. And as we enter into this time period where we have this special opportunity to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Our Lady's apparitions in Fatima, we were discussing before we went to break the significance of the rosary and Our Lady's call to return to her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, especially his Sacred Heart. And our Lord's desire for us to have that deep-seated love for Our Lady as our mother with a special reverence for her Immaculate Heart. We close by highlighting how Our Lady appeared to three little shepherd children and how when we go into the homes for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, oftentimes one of the most beautiful things we get to witness and see and behold are how the little ones pick up the rosaries and pray the rosaries with the family. But it's interesting also to note that oftentimes it's we adults who think that the rosary is above the minds of the little ones but we forget that Our Lady went through, went to three little ones with the rosary. And in, oftentimes in our homes, it's the little ones who remind us to pray. It's the little ones who remind us to say our prayers before we retire for the night, our bedtime prayers. It's the little ones who will hold the rosary with a certain curiosity about, well, what is this? 
which is the Lord speaking to the adults, saying, teach them how to pray. Um, so our little ones in our families should always be seen as a beautiful reminder and an invitation to make the rosary not only a popular but also a frequent prayer of our home as we focus on Jesus. You know, Father, it seems that our Lord raises up saints that we need with the example we need for the times that we're living in. And and to think about these young children and their heroic acts of reparation and prayer and and love and, I mean, what they were capable of being so little. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes, and especially I, maybe I'm, you know, familiar with our own culture, how, you know, we think children need to be, you know, coloring Disney uh, coloring books during mass or, yeah. you know, how they really are capable of, you know, doing loving the Lord and really understanding him in their pure and simple way, which is very profound. And yeah. I'm really excited about these new models for sainthood that they are young children. Right. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, in every age, the Lord raises up the saints that we need. Yeah. That we need yep. to be able to acknowledge as our own that we need to be able to acknowledge they are like us and that we can follow. But, you know, lastly, you know, it's a growth process. Mm -hmm. So when we go into homes, many times the children, you know, they could be running around, they could be whatever, (laughs) you know, that's okay. You know, that is okay. As you say, Jesus is coming. Let him help. Well, and the little ones always respond to peace. Yeah. They always respond to peace. And when people sit there and gather and they, and the adults actually are praying and the peace starts to become present and known. Mm-hmm. The little ones respond to that. You know, I was thinking as fathers today, that's what little ones want in our home. Mm-hmm. They want peace. Yeah, They want you to love your spouse in a way that will allow that peace to come into the home. And it's only through Jesus now, that gift of the sacred heart, enthroning that sacred heart in our home, that's going to give us the graces of the peace, if we don't have, that can come about. Mm -hmm. Because that's what children want. They want to see the spouses love each other, number one. Simple. It's very simple. And then number two, to see the peace. And it's only, it's not going to be through the instruments. It's not going to be through um, anything else. But through our our toys, but through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Mary leads the way. And I love this idea of Fatima this year to really renew mm. our effort to the rosary, to family prayer, Father, and then... Taking get, Mary our, as our mother. Mother, and then making sure that we get to Mass on time right. to have that quietness to prepare our hearts. Yeah, and I think to end to appreciate the fact that um, within that childlike demeanor, there is a beautiful opportunity to not only be loved, but also to love in return. And when we have little ones in our midst, to not only instruct them into the rosary and the consolation that Our Lady brings, but also to help the children realize that they, they too, are called to be strong. And the three little shepherd children were interrogated, pressured. Oh, yeah. You know, they were threatened, and they still held fast to the truth that Our Lady appeared, prayed the rosary with them, and directed them to follow Our Lord. And, you know, not only is it important for us to keep in mind the opportunity to go to Mass— on first Friday and first Saturday. But for those of you who are listening, please take advantage and go to Mass on May 13th. There's a variety of Masses being offered uh, in many different parishes. Please go to the website for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and look at a listing of those special events. But then also on May 13th and uh, here in Columbus, uh, St. Joseph's Cathedral is offering a very special Mass. It's going to be at 10 a.m. And Monsignor Frank Lane uh, we'll be preaching that Mass uh, on Our Lady of Fatima. And, of course, Monsignor Lane is very well known to the listeners of St. Gabriel Radio. And he's very eloquent, very concise, very easy to understand, and very thought-provoking. That's uh, on May 13th at 10 a.m. at St. Joseph's Cathedral with Monsignor Frank Lane. And then in the evening, um, another one of the big opportunities to just express your faith and to grow in your dependence and love for the Lord and Our Lady In the evening in downtown Columbus, starting at uh, 7 p.m., Holy Family Church will unlock its doors and people will gather there. And about 7.30, a uh, a rosary procession will leave from Holy Family Church and make its way through downtown Columbus to St. Patrick's Church. So all people are invited to participate in that procession. 
And for those of you who have logistical questions, carpooling is made available from St. Patrick's back to Holy Family for the drivers. Uh, last October, we did it with Beautiful. the Pilgrim Virgin Setch and Fatima. Public. And there were over 500 people there. Oh, well, we have candles. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you can get battery <laughs> candles now, don't you? Hon, we go <laughs> all this out. This is what women, <laughs> see, women think of these things. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'll be candles. Uh, I'll leave it up to you whether or not you want yours lit. <laughs> so, but we move our way through the streets of downtown, accompanied by wow. the Dominican Friars and several of the communities of sisters will be there that um, minister in our area. So... Please just look ahead uh, a week from tomorrow, May 13th, the 100th anniversary of the first day Our Lady appeared. Please go to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio's uh, website to look for a full listing of different events taking place across the diocese celebrating that first, um, the 100th anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal. And, uh, you know, keep in mind that 10 a.m. Mass at St. Joseph's Cathedral with Monsignor Lane preaching. And then in the evening... Mm. Uh, there downtown, uh, feel free to go to Holy Family Church and participate in the candle light rosary <laughs> procession to St. Patrick's Church, uh, where we will take Our Lady uh, through not only the city of Columbus, but the capital of our state. Now, is that a mass then when you get to St. Patrick's or is no. it more of a, just a Just nice... a procession. Okay. We'll, we'll close in the church with uh, several hymns to Our Lady and the litany of Laredo. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're excited uh, to really take this month of May. Yeah. Recommitting our families to the rosary, mm -hmm. recommitting our families to really celebrate and enter into the 100th uh, anniversary of Fatima. And I think, again, it's just the time to really say, what is our priorities today? Right. And it's also a good opportunity to remember, um, we have a beautiful opportunity to pray for our own mothers before mm. the Lord mm. and to offer our mothers mm. to Our Lady. And for those of us who have um, had to let go of our mothers because it was time for the Lord to take them, right. this is a beautiful opportunity for us to see Our Lady as our mother. Because Therese mm. said herself, Our Lady is more mother than queen, but she is both. That motherhood call is so important today. And I know for men, we need to make sure that we honor Mother's Day, not mm -hmm. just the mo our oh, mothers, I like that. but also our <laughs> wives, if they've been able, yeah. they're either spiritual mothers or physical mothers, exactly, but yeah. they're mothers. And uh, because that's going to be passed on to our children. Exactly. Uh, do we really show our appreciation for mm -hmm. all that they do? I can hardly wait. It'll be a big one. <laughs> It'll pressure's be a big on one. Time. Yeah, the pressure's on. <laughs> pressure's on. Well, you just said that on live radio. Yeah. And the good news is I do have a, a, a couple more days to think about this. <laughs> so. But anyway, thank you this morning for listening to us on the Sacred Heart Hour. And I think as you leave, one of the takeaways is certainly First Friday, get to Mass on First Friday, get mm -hmm. to Mass on First Saturday. And this is what one of the promises Don't says. forget the enthronement. I know, the enthronement. And this is one of the things, one of the 12 promises, and it's number 12. The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of a final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. Yeah. Father, that's just powerful. Yeah, and I think it's a, you know, it's a beautiful way to bring to a close this hour on the first Friday. And to keep in mind that as the Lord desires a deep union with each one of us, his disciples, that means that we are then automatically a child of Our Lady. So she is our mother. He is our brother. He is the Lord and the King of our home. Let us bring to a close this time spent together by entrusting ourselves and our intentions to the Lord and his sacred heart. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Turn up your faith. 
This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, WVSG Columbus, Ohio, AM 820. 